Welcome to Be All You Are, a midlife awakening podcast. I'm your host, Kena Paranjape, the founder of All You Are, a women's lifestyle brand, an entrepreneur, writer, and mother. This podcast is all about stepping into All You Are. It's about reconnecting to your inner voice so you can hear the whispers of your true desires and cultivate the courage to create the life that is meant for you. Your dreams are your soul's voice. They are worth your time and attention. Now head out on that solo walk or settle into a cozy spot with a favorite beverage and join me. I can't wait to meet you. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Be All You Are, a midlife awakening podcast. I have a huge smile on my face as I record this because I have dreamed of starting a podcast for quite a few years now, and I'm so excited to be here recording my very first episode for you. I'm imagining you all out there driving in your cars or walking down the road or watching your kids play outside and with your earbuds in, and I feel like I'm speaking directly to you. What a great feeling. In this episode, the very first one, I want to tell you a little bit about my story and what brought me to this point and why this podcast needed to exist and why you're going to want to listen to it every single week. I think that this podcast is going to become one of your favorites. Is that presumptuous of me to say? No, I don't think so. I've created the podcast that I want to listen to, and I love podcasts. So that's a pretty big statement. Hopefully I can over-deliver on it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you more about what to expect on this podcast and why you're going to want to listen in every week for inspiration, motivation, and real actionable ideas to move you closer to your dreams. Your dreams belong to you. They are calling to you and we are going to move you closer to them. All right, are you ready to come along with me? Let's do this. Okay, so let's start at the very beginning, the very best place to start. Did anyone else get that Sound of Music reference? Please tell me you did. Let's start at the very beginning, the very best place to start. I'm definitely not a singer. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to bring some lightness to the story that I'm about to tell you because, you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty heavy story. And I promise you that from it is so much beauty is created and it has led me to this moment where I'm recording this for you today. So let's dive in. I grew up on the east coast of Canada. My parents had immigrated from India in the 1970s and I grew up trying to find a way to fit in. I often felt like I was on the outside looking in and I was seeing myself, especially in my adolescent years, through others' eyes. And so my driving force was to be seen in a certain way, to be appreciated for who I was, and to belong. And so I pushed hard to you know, be elected student council president, to be liked by everybody at my school, 
I later got married to my handsome, very accomplished high school sweetheart, and eventually ended up after my MBA, moving to California and working in San Francisco in you know, one of the most exciting cities in the world, essentially doing my dream job. And that was you know, me on my path to success in air quotes, me living the life of my dreams. But then everything changed. In a moment, everything changed. So we were living in San Francisco and my husband was in another state working and he came down with pneumonia. And so I got a call from the doctors on a Saturday morning, essentially telling me that I needed to get there immediately. So I flew that morning, not knowing what was happening and how long I would be there. And I flew into Arizona went to the hospital and soon found out that my husband was critical. He was in a critical medical situation. The doctors weren't sure if the course of treatment that they wanted to try was going to help him. And in that moment, everything stopped and my focus was on being there and seeing this through. Well, that seeing this through part took four months. For four months, my husband was in and out of the ICU in the hospital the entire time. The, hosp the doctors really didn't know how to treat him. They were just trying to keep him alive, really. And by the time he came out of that worst state, he had major medical issues to live with. So we weren't able to leave the hospital until four months after he was admitted. And when we did leave, he was on an IV for 14 hours a day that he carried on his back in a backpack. He had an ostomy and he had many, many issues that needed to be managed on a regular basis. And through that whole period, he and I were in our 30s, in our early 30s. As I looked around, my friends were getting married. They were going on holidays. They were getting promoted at work. Some were buying homes. Some were starting their families. And I was, along with him, in a very, you know, very much in a survival mode. We were just trying to get through what we were experiencing. And through all that time, I was searching for answers. I was searching for answers of how do I deal with what is happening right now? Why is this happening right now? Who can help me see this differently? How do I get through this? Resisting it wasn't helping because what the situation was, it was. I couldn't resist it. And resisting it felt painful. So I needed to learn how to accept it and also to see it in a way that would allow me to get through and that would allow me to still feel like myself, to see the beauty in small things, to experience joy even when I'm at a hospital all day long. And that searching... That searching really 
made me realize a couple of things. One is that the answers were not outside of me. I looked to my inner circle. I looked to other elders. I looked to my parents. Um, Nobody could turn around and tell me what I needed to hear to get me through that period. Nobody had the answers. They hadn't been through what I was going through. So instead, I turned to spiritual teachers. I read so many books about philosophy and self-help and personal development and biographies of people who had gone through extremely challenging times. I also, of course, did therapy. I am a big proponent in therapy. (laughs) And I took long walks that just gave me space and time to think. And I journaled. Luckily, I've been journaling since I was a kid, so it was very easy just to keep going. I can't even I can't even count how many journals I've filled up. But really, I was searching for wisdom to help me find meaning in what I was going through. I was really truly searching for that. And when I look back, I realize that feeling lost was part of that journey. Because once you start to feel lost, you know that the discovery begins, the discovery of what comes next, of who you need to become to navigate that path. That's what comes from that feeling of being lost. Over the next seven years, my husband had lost his light. He was, you know, a young man in his 30s, ambitious, athletic, And he'd lost his light through his illness. And so while we were living, you know, we were living, we were going on holidays. It might have been required a lot more organization, but we did. I worked through all those years, which I'm going to talk about now in a little bit about my career path alongside this parallel, this personal path. But my husband had lost his light and Over the next seven years, we managed his illness, but I knew that he would not be around for 15, 20, 30 years. And when we were both 38, he passed away. And, you know, for me, I had been grieving right alongside him all those years. I'd been grieving for his loss through his illness. I've been grieving for myself, what I lost versus the dreams that I'd had for us. And I also was grieving for myself and for what I had desired from life and how it had taken a different But at the same time, I also had such a deep, deep appreciation for how precious life is and how beautiful it is, even through those challenging times. And there was a part in me that just felt that this was the next part of my my life. I I don't even want to say it was the next chapter because it feels like another volume of my life. It was another book. And I really took that on. I said, I have learned so much through this experience. I've been through so much through this experience, but I do not want to let it define me and where I go from. So I took very much, I learned this term later, but I took very much a post-traumatic growth 
versus post-traumatic stress approach to what I had been through, to the challenge that I've been through. And I really used it as a platform to grow from. So after my husband passed away, I moved on in life. And one of the phrases that I really leaned into in those moments of feeling very uncertain of what was meant for me in that next volume of my of my life i i felt obviously very uncertain of where things were going but i also wasn't sure who was i i i honestly couldn't answer like who am i other than being a caretaker other than being now a widow who am i and you know i had my career to lean on. So I was an entrepreneur and I was like an ambitious career woman, but there was a big part of me that didn't really know who I was. And one of the phrases that I read in a book that really brought me a lot of hope and allowed me to lean into possibility instead of falling back into fear was the phrase, there is magic around every corner. And that phrase, I wrote on a post-it note and put on my bathroom wall because it reminded me that while I was in this period of not knowing, that was an opening for magic to come into my life. And the magic did come. Soon I fell in love and we had a beautiful little girl whose name is Nova. You're going to you might as well hear her name now because I guarantee you she's going to come up a lot. She teaches me so much. She's now six years old and she was a, a moment of rebirth when, you know, when she was born, I'd always wanted to be a mother. I wasn't sure if it was ever going to happen for me. And I'll tell that story another day, but she was a miracle, a true miracle. And everything about her is a miracle. She's just such a light and brings so much joy to everyone around her and teaches me every day. Anyway, that is sort of my personal story that leads me up to this moment. There is more to it, but I don't want to give it all away in the first episode. <laughs> so let me tell you about my career path alongside. It's definitely a bit lighter and I can probably shorten that one up a little bit. So I started my career in merchandising and marketing for retail companies. And after doing my MBA, moved to San Francisco, where I joined Gap Inc. And I was at Gap Inc. in merchandising for Old Navy and Banana Republic. Then I moved back to Canada and I worked for a big Canadian brand that was really just a few years out at the time, Joe Fresh. I managed the women's business there. Then I led the merchandising strategy for a small startup within a much bigger company. It was called Pistachio. It was an eco-friendly concept that Heather Reisman, the CEO of Indigo, had pioneered and had put a lot of love into, and I ended up leading that. And then I joined Indigo again after that. And around that time, I had 
really been experiencing an entrepreneurial itch. So I started a company, I co-founded a company called Bricka, and that company was all about highlighting under the radar artisans and designers and curating them and allowing them to shine, telling their stories. I was very passionate about this. And we went on to build an e-commerce platform, pop-up stores, amazing collaborations, and our own retail shops. And after a few years of doing that, I moved on and started another business called All You Are, which was more of a passion project. I wanted to create the perfect women's robe because I felt like it didn't exist. And you can still buy that robe and many other amazing products today, which you'll find on, on my site, allyouare.ca. And then though, and this is where I, you know, part of my full story is that you, there is no path or there's no preconceived path to success or path to where you, who you want to become. That's for you to figure out. So for me, at this point in my journey, I needed something to ground me. I needed to be a part of something bigger. So while I had All You Are on the side, I ended up joining Houseplant, which is Seth Rogen's cannabis company. He co-founded it with some other founders. And I helped to start and build the whole product side of his business. So all those beautiful ashtrays and marble table lighters and things like that worked closely with Seth and his team to create that business, which was an amazing, beautiful experience. However, this is part of the reason of why All You Are has become what it has today. When we launched that business in March of 2021, everything sold out within 24 hours. There was so much hype around it. Seth was on all the late night talk shows, hyping up all these beautiful products that I had helped create. We were featured in Fast Company and New York Times style section, and I was being congratulated. And while I felt proud of the work I had done and of the team I'd built and of the contribution I'd made, I also felt a little bit hollow. And I remember in the weeks following that launch, thinking, why do I feel like this? I should be happy. There it is, that should, right? I should be happy. I should feel like I'm on top of the world. And I reached out to some mentors and talked to them about how I was feeling. Like, why am I tearing up? Why do I feel so empty? And I realized it was because I knew that as much as I love that work, as much as I know how to do that work, I was being called to do something more. And by more, I don't mean more than what I was doing. I mean more for me, something that felt more me. And I had just helped Seth Rogen bring his vision to life. But what about my vision? What about that vision that I kept sweeping under the rug or tucking aside with little ideas in my journal or dreaming about, but not fully committing to. What about that dream? And that's when I realized another pivotal moment in my life that 
I needed to first give myself permission to want what I wanted. And two, I needed to believe in myself and believe in that calling and believe that this journey that I've been on, there was a reason for it. And that I have something to give that is not written up on my resume. All these skills and learnings and wisdom that I've acquired, those things don't show up on my resume, but they are a deep part of who I am and what I feel I have to offer. And when I say that, I feel emotional because I think about that for you who's listening to this. And I think about who you are as this whole person who, yes, has a resume and has all the bullet points of all the things you've done and can do and have accomplished. You have all that, but there's also this other side of you that's the side of you that has these gifts that have barely been opened, has these strengths that have barely been leveraged. And that's what all you are is really about. It's about being all you are. It's about fully stepping into who you are, who you've become up until this moment, and and who you want to be in the future. Because really, you can be whoever you want to be, right? And that's what this journey has taught me as I've as I've navigated all these personal challenges, some of which again I have not shared yet. There's more to come. <laughs> but The point is, I'm here recording this podcast, talking to you, feeling so excited about life, feeling so grateful for every single thing I've been through because it's only deepened my connection to this world and to all of you and how much we have in common and how much we all want the same things. We all want to be our authentic selves. We all want to belong just as we are. So part of this is me telling you that you belong. You belong right here with me. You belong. We need you. We need your gifts. We need your experience. We need your wisdom. Yes, we need your skills. And I want you to lean into that. What does leaning into who you are mean? It means quieting all those external voices, your parents, social media, the media, your coworkers, your friends, and letting your inner voice shine through. It means defining what success looks like to you, not letting others define it for you. It means being the heroine, in your own movie, or taking the leading role on in your life, instead of feeling like you're an extra, just going along for the ride. It also means leaning into what lights you up, what makes you feel enthusiastic, what makes you feel joyful, what makes you feel excited. And finally, it means making your own rules, questioning the status quo, and creating the life that is meant for you. You have so much wisdom and experience. You have incredible gifts, some of which you may be barely using. Carl Jung said, the privilege of a lifetime is to become who you are. Wow. 
That one really hits home for me. But I want to take it another step further. I believe it is actually more than just a privilege. I believe it is a responsibility. I believe it's our responsibility to become who we're meant to be. And I, through this podcast, want to call all of you forward to take that responsibility. And not just for you, but for all of us, because we need your gifts. People are literally waiting for you to step forward and offer them. So what are you waiting for? This is what the Be All You Are podcast is all about. See, I told you you're going to want to come back next week. (laughs) Before I sign off on this first episode, I want to leave you with a question. How would it feel to be fully all you are? Grab a notebook if you have time right now, or write this question down and take some time to journal tonight before you go to bed. The question again is, how would it feel to be fully all you are? How would life be different? How would it feel different? I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you how that went. I love you and I'm here for you. See you next week on the Be All You Are podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found inspiration and use this podcast to start stepping into all you are. To hear more about the podcast, follow me over on Instagram at Kana underscore all you are. Send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd go ahead and hit that subscribe button and leave me a five-star review. Until next time, remember to keep exploring what it means to be all you are.